0: And that was in the beginning. Like my first year I listed 27 homes and 21 of those 27 were either for sale by owners or expired. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. And, and you know why? You just decided to work harder than everybody else. I
0: I like I went in there religiously. I called religiously. I I um especially like in the beginning it was real hard because I went on a lot of appointments mm-hmm. and I was 18 at the time, clean baby face, yep. you know, I've no idea what I'm talking about. There were so many awkward situations, stories um, but eventually, you get somebody knows someone said yes, and that gave me all the confidence to to keep on doing it.
1: This was an awesome episode, guys, with Salem Rani over at KW in Salem. Um, not even so much; he's a real estate agent, but he's a young kid, super determined. At 18 years old, he was doing more in real estate than people that have been doing this for 20 years. So, listen to his story. He's a super nice guy, hardworking, very successful. You'll enjoy it, and you can take a lot from it. Enjoy the show.
0: The Mic Drop. Subscribe to Success.
1: All right, here we are on another episode of The Mic Drop, powered by Premier Mortgage Lending. I am super excited about this one, Salah. Um, so I've got my friend Salah Amrani on the show today. Uh, Salah's got a great story. Um, young guy who, right out of the gates from a very young age, started uh, doing very well in real estate. And I'm not even excited about having you on because you're a real estate agent, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. But it's more so because you know, at a young age, you were determined to do something, and you did it, and you did it well. And I think that's awesome, and it shows a lot of people what they can really do. So we'll we'll dig into it. Welcome, self. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> um, well, we'll have fun, and I want people to hear your story because it's it's a very interesting one, and it's a very mature one too. A lot of people at eighteen years old you know, are out you know, fucking around, not, not being focused on anything at all right. for many, many years. And don't even start to focus for a full decade, you know, after you started really dialing it in. And uh, it just, I think it's pretty incredible, you yeah. know, and I think it's a really good story. So um, why don't you start by
0: kind of letting us all know where you grew up, how you grew up, all that good stuff. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Haverhill, Mass., um my grew up with a single mom that yep. i think that goes we'll dive into that more but that goes a lot into the the work ethic part of it But um, yeah, I mean, I I went to Haverhill High, graduated year of 2017. uh, Before starting like my work career, I feel like I, not my work career, but starting work at 15 years old. Prior to that, like I I would play basketball, hang out with friends, all that stuff. Had a really good time growing up. But um, when I got into, I want to say my sophomore year of high school, that's when I got my first job. And, um, you know, really wanted to to help out around at home and, and whatnot. So I wanted to, Uh, really work as much as possible and and take that serious. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, sophomore year started working my junior senior year I picked up two jobs I would finish school at 12 o'clock every day and then work from 12 to 10 one of the one of the jobs I had was a convenience store in Haverhill uh, so they could pay me under the table uh, because when you're that young you're not supposed to work that much uh, during a school night but um, that's what I did throughout my junior senior year Uh, and I knew as soon as I finished high school I I wasn't going to go to school but I I wanted to do something that would be um, a little more of a real career so to speak Um, and I just happened to stumble upon real estate.
1: How, why did you know that even when you were in school that you didn't want to continue on going, going to college or, um, you know, any type of trade school? How did you know that and what was your thought process while you were in, in high school?
0: You know, most of it was, be- well, a big part of it was the financial thing. I didn't want right. to go and spend a crap ton of money going to college, um, but one mostly because I couldn't. And I was already in a rhythm of working that I enjoyed. Like, I had I did a good job saving my every paycheck I got every week, and I, I liked it. I had a plan when I was young. I said, you know, when I get in my mid-20s, I want to buy real estate from the money that I save. Um you know so I I felt like there was no need for it I was just gonna work my tail off 60 70 80 hours a week um, until I could you know do more later on
1: yeah I mean one I think that's uh, I think that's a great approach um, it, it almost became a cultural thing in in the United States for the last 40 years where everyone growing up was told they have to, you have to go to college you have to do this you have to do that and it almost became uh, to a point where people were you know, going to more expensive schools almost to just like to say that they did. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it would blow my mind when I, you know, I hear about, you know, friends of mine's kids or whatever, they would be going to, you know, BU or BC or, you know, Northeast. And I'm like, oh, well, well what do they want to do?
0: Right. And they, they don't, don't have know. that figured out yet. They don't even know. Yeah.
1: But they're fine with spending 60, $70,000 a year. You know what I mean? And either one, if the parents are paying that, that's a shitload of money. But in most cases, they weren't. These kids are going to be riddled with uh, – Student loan student, debt. Saddled, riddled. You know what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, student loan debt forever. You know what I mean? And I, I like when I pre-approve people now for mortgages, I'll, I'll, I'll going to pre-approve someone who's 50 years old and still has a 200 grand in student loan debt.
0: That's crazy. Like you never get out from underneath it. And so one thing you can't um, go bankruptcy on one either. One thing you can't go
1: bank. one thing that you can't get rid of in bankruptcy is right. student loan debt. Wow. You know, so that's a, it's a big problem we have in this country. One, the, the cost of education. But two, the fact that everyone was convinced that they had to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it was uh, it was mature of you, but it was also kind of uh, thinking outside of the box, you know, a little ballsy of you to say, you know what, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I don't have to do what everybody else does. And I think a lot of people, kids especially, right, think, you know, it's like almost like a peer pressure thing. I have to go along with what everybody else is doing.
0: For sure. For you sure. Know? It was scary at the time because, you know, the jobs that I had and it's almost, it, I wouldn't want to say it's embarrassing. It's the truth. But when I was in high school, I, I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts and I worked at a McDonald's on Pleasant Valley Street yeah. in Methuen. That's and embarrassing. to say, I'm not going to go to school and I'm just going to continue doing this for work. Um, you know, people raise their eyebrows. say like, you should really consider going to school, get a get a degree in something. And, and there is benefit to that for sure. But I was uh, really committed to just working and, yeah. uh, you know, figuring it out.
1: And at that point, you're 17, 18 years old. That's Correct. why just working at Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Right. You don't have to stay working at Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's your entire life. Right. You know what I mean? That's correct. Which you didn't do. And we'll we'll dig into that further. But I kinda like the the mentality from the beginning. Let me ask you this. So you someone because it's I didn't I didn't know that you grew up with a single mom. I did as well. Yeah. Right. I got my first job probably at like eleven. Right. And from that day on, I've always had a job.
0: Yeah. I mean, similar to you,
1: I had multiple jobs at times. hundred percent. And I've
0: always enjoyed working. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. Do you have the same
0: one? I same feel job? weird when I'm not. Like, yeah. I, don't know what I'm, I don't know what to do with myself. If I don't have something planned for work or, like, feeling productive, I feel I, I get anxious. I don't know what to do. Like, yep. I need to be working and moving forward to something.
1: Yep. Let me ask you this. Did you always do very well anywhere you worked? Yeah. Right. You're yeah. probably the, the one that stood out the most you took a lot of pride in your work
0: i got a couple of plaques from mcdonald's
1: employee of the month right that's <laughs> yeah. awesome though yeah i worked real hard everywhere i worked for yeah sure. and that's it you know what i mean because you really take you know a lot of pride in what you do you yeah. know i remember one job i had and i've used this as an example before i don't know if i have on the, on the podcast but uh a, a lady hired me to rake leaves in her yard right and it, she was this old lady too she was probably like 80 something years old and i was like 12. And uh, so I, I show up to rake the leaves. It was actually a woman that like my mom knew from her, from her work or something. And uh, I showed up and I'm like, holy shit, there's like thousands and thousands of leaves in this yard. But I was like, the second I saw it, I was like, I'm going to make this yard spotless. Right. Right. So I started raking, 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 raking. I was out there like all day long. Right. And when I was done, there was not like one leaf on the lawn. Right. And the lady was blown away. So she gave me five bucks, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, my God, all day long for that. But you know what? I didn't even care because I felt good about the job that I did. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what people that work really hard do. And it sounds like that's that's a big key to your success.
0: For sure. And the satisfaction you get from the progress, right? You start yeah. one hour into the Leafs. You see, oh, my God, look how much better this looks. Another right. hour. And you're like, at the end of the day, it feels real good to complete a job like that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, another thing that you said that I kind of um, – can relate to is, you know, growing up, you need to get a job to help out, out, you know, either help out your mom or if if you wanted
0: anything. Right. You don't have to ask all the time. Can I do this? Can I go to the, you know, can I get a snack? Can I, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it just wasn't even that much of a choice. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you're growing
1: up and you don't have a whole lot, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have the luxury of saying, hey, can I have this? Can I have that? You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I just go get a job and then I can just buy it if I need it. Exactly. Yeah, and you felt the same way. Hundred percent.
0: I turned sixteen. I wanted a car really badly. You know, like every sixteen-year-old does. I didn't want to wait, and you know, ask, I had my mom carry the load of getting me a car. Yeah. So it was like, I'm just gonna work my tail off, save what I can, go get a car. I got. I need gas. I need to, you know, do this and that. I could. I could do it myself if I was, you know, just working. Yeah.
1: I mean, so many people should listen to you and and just kind of think about that for a second. And I'm not talking about just young people. I'm talking about like. People in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties—like, if you want something, you just work hard enough to get it. Right. That's it. Right. You know, so many people think that they should just wait around and somehow things are just going to magically show up. Never happens like that. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Never, ever. So tell me, uh, so that's great. That's so that's how you kind of got got going in your in your working career, right?
0: Correct. Um, how did you come about it? You know, How did you fall into real estate? When did that happen? It's a crazy story. It's a true story. Um, I had no idea a real estate agent existed. I didn't know that uh, there was a middleman between buyers and sellers. That So you, you know, didn't
1: even know how the process worked?
0: No idea that there's a real estate agent. We never owned, like we never come across real estate agents. My friends never owned. Like no one ever said, it. you never hear your friend's parents talk about, oh, my real estate agent. Sure. It just never existed. Um, while I was at work, uh, my two jobs, I'm at drive through at each one. Um, this guy okay. came up, at one of the jobs with a really nice Mercedes. And I always asked people, um, when they had nice cars, what they did for a living. I asked this guy, I was working at one job, and he came through the drive-thru, he told me he was a real estate agent. The next day, I go to my next job, different shift, that same guy pulls up to the drive-thru, so he sees me at both places. And uh, I was like, "Oh my God, here you are again!" And he asked me about, you know, how much I work and uh, about myself. And he said, "You know, you should really think about becoming a real estate agent." I was like, "Oh, what? Like, what do you what do you actually do?" And he explained the process to me a little bit. I was like, "How do I go about doing that?" Uh, went to the real estate school, ABC Real Estate. Yeah, uh, Yeah, and um, that th- that was probably four months after I graduated. I got I graduated in June. I got my license in October. Yep. And that's how that's I stumbled upon. All from that conversation. All from that conversation. If it wasn't for that Who conversation- Who was that guy? Uh, he was real estate. He's still a real estate agent at REMAX. Who is it? Uh, Paul Analoro. Oh, yeah. I know Paul. Yep. It's funny. We both grew up in North Andover. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> known
1: Paul for like 25 years. He he's was a gonna, good guy. He's a good
0: guy. He's he was, a real good guy. He's the one that- uh, Kind so you all all of you successful. I owe him a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. Yep. Um, so, so you got licensed, and what happened from there? Got licensed. I I had no idea how the process worked. Right. So I had my mass license. I went to I I went to a couple of places to interview to go to sign on to a brokerage. I ended up stumbling upon Keller Williams in Salem, New yep. Hampshire. Um, loved uh, the environment there. Loved my broker there, and said. I, this is this is where I want to be. You know, I met three places. Once I got there, I was like, I don't want to interview anywhere else. This mm-hmm. is where I want to be. Uh, they said in order to work here, you have to go get your New Hampshire license because at the time yeah. that was the way it worked. Um, so I went and got my New Hampshire license, which is good anyway. Yeah, you, it was a bonus. Being right where we are, you, you want to have, have both. The funny thing is, I would say eighty to ninety percent of the business that I've done is in New Hampshire, yeah. even though I've I'm, I've born raised in Haverhill. All my time spent in Massachusetts, I I don't do that much in Mass. Yeah. All of my business in New Hampshire. Um but yeah, I, I I signed on to the brokerage, I did all the trainings that they offered. I had you know, three months in I'd quit the two jobs that I had, I had started getting some listings and uh I could see myself
1: How did you start getting some listings? You're eighteen years old, you just got licensed, you didn't even know a anyone that owned houses before that, how'd you get listings?
0: Yep, so in real estate, it, from the outside looking in, it looks wicked easy, but it's, it's, it's difficult, right? Our job as real estate agents is to lead generate, to find people who want to buy and sell. And Anybody
1: that thinks it's easy is... Crazy. Crazy.
0: <laughs> right. right. And I, going into it, thought it would be easier than what it actually yes. is. I think that's just a, a normal thought. Yeah. Um, but my way of getting business was there, was there was an agent at my office who was really good at cold calling. Mm-hmm. You know, who, he would call sellers, p- homeowners, say, hey, I'm a real estate agent. Are you thinking about you know, selling your home? Do you know anyone that wants to sell your home? And this guy was a machine. Like, he would be in the office at 9 AM. He would call all, all day up until 1 PM, go on appointments to meet those people that he called, yep. come back and do it again. And he was just getting listings, listings every week, every month. And I was like, that's how I want to do my business. You know, some people do open houses. Some people do a lot of social media, whatever it is. Uh, everything's fine. But that was what I gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. So I, I started doing that, going in my office every day, 8 a.m. I'd cold call people. Where are you uh,
1: calling? Where were you getting the, uh, the numbers from?
0: For sale by owners. Okay, you know, if you yep, post there's your house ones. on Zillow yep. as a for sale by owner, you're going to get a call from me. Still yep. to this day, Good. I, I will call. Um, uh, expired listings, people who have their house on the market, yep. I'd, i pay a first subscription um, to, to see all the houses that I came off and get yep. their phone That's number. Um, and that was in the beginning. Like my first year, I listed 27 homes. And 21 of those 27 were either for sale by owners or expired. That's incredible. And, yeah. and,
1: and you know why? you just decided to work harder than everybody else I,
0: uh, i like i went in there religiously i called religiously i i um, especially like in the beginning it was real hard cuz i went on a lot of appointments mm-hmm. and i was 18 at the time clean baby face yep. you know i have no idea what i'm talking about there were so many awkward situations stories um, but I, eventually y- you get somebody knows someone said yes and that gave me all the confidence to to keep on doing it
1: you can out you, you can outwork anything Right. Right? So like in that example there, the way you were doing that is the same thing that that I did years ago. And it's what I try to tell the guys here and other people in in anything. Right. If I I wanted to meet real estate agents, so I just would call them all day long. Right. Right. So many people are afraid to pick up the phone. Right. You know what I mean? I've learned that. Yeah. They're afraid to pick up the phone because it's so easy to just go like this. Right. And think that if they text or email, Things are magically going to show up,
0: right? You need to talk to people. That's a real human connection where they can hear your voice and you, and
1: they hear yours. It's incredible, though, how you could go and tell. I mean, hopefully, you're telling a lot of people this that are listening here. But you know, you could go and tell a million real estate agents that. Right. They're not even going to do it. Yeah. That in one year, your first year at 18 years old, when you didn't know anything, you got 27 listings. Yeah. By showing up to the office every single day and calling from eight to one or two or whatever and people still won't do it. Yeah, It's mind-blowing to me.
0: Yeah, when I, I, I agree. And when I first started and, and that was happening, like, everyone saw it as, like, and I don't say this, like, to sound humble, but I, I didn't think it was a big deal at the time because I was, like, everyone was, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, do yeah. you know, like, this isn't normal. And I was, like, well, what are we going to do all day? Like, isn't this, like, we want to be real estate agents, we want to sell houses. This is just part of the work. Right. Um, and I always, you know, I always thought that it could be better. Like I was, don't get me wrong, was super grateful and proud of it. But um, that's all that we do. Is like we have to, we have to sell homes. That like for our business, right. that that's it. So you should do whatever it takes all day to get to that. So for me, it didn't seem like it was out of the ordinary thing. Now, obviously, looking at how difficult. I love
1: how you say that. Though I,
0: I do, I love how you say that. Right. It's it was just like focus and and, and, and work at what you want. Um and and you get there. But. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I, can th- I understand that it's difficult, but it's still very doable for anybody.
1: I mean, it's difficult because working hard is difficult. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's also a choice you can make. Right. You know, it's funny. Uh, so many people that I talk to, you know, in, in here when we do the podcast or other people, you know, the, everybody that's successful says the same exact thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most people came from a single mom. Right, <laughs> it's a blessing, you know what I mean, it's a or occurs. some struggle yeah. early on in life, right? Uh, and I'm not even saying struggle in a bad way, right? You know what I mean, because I, I think my childhood was great, you know what I mean, but just some some challenges, exactly. Right? Um, and then you learn that that hard work is what's going to make you successful, and then you just stick with it, right? You know, and as much as you say that, you know, you didn't even realize that was something out of the ordinary, It's because it wasn't for you, right? It was just that you know. If you were working at Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, hustling all day long, you got one result, right. Right? right? Which was, you know, your paycheck. But when you went to real estate, if you hustle all day long, right, you get much different results. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, that's fantastic. So year one, 27 listings. Correct. Right. Right. Um, it's kind of funny. You're talking about uh, you're talking about Paul pulling through the drive-through, yep. right? And it's Mercedes. Yeah. You got a nice Mercedes outside yourself now. <laughs>
0: yeah, that right? was yeah.
1: So I'll tell terrible you, parking uh, job. But. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you another true and funny story about Please that. Do. So I got a great deal on that, and uh, so Dunkin' Donuts on River Street. are You familiar with Haverhill? I am. River Street down the street from um, that Dunkin' Donuts is uh, Smith Motors. Yep. And uh, I'm working drive-through again. Lady pulls up in the most beautiful Mercedes this time, yeah. and I asked this lady, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" And she says, "I'm Ellen Smith," and I was like, "Oh." I- who like? What are you okay? Like that's awesome. What do, what do you <laughs> that's do? awesome, Alan. Yeah, she's like, I'm the owner of Smith Motors, yeah. Mercedes, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, and I said to her, I want to buy a car from you one day, and um, I will do that. And she was like, okay. When you do, here's my number, and 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 call me. I'm I'm ready for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2000 November 2019. Um, I was, I wanted to get it. I was like, I, w- I was ready. It was two years in, uh, into real estate. Uh, I called her and she gave me a great deal. That's awesome. And it came full circle. I bet you were the best drive-thru person ever. <laughs> you know <laughs> I, what I mean? I was, yeah. You know, seriously, cause like everybody that pulls up, you're having these great conversations with them. I've met so I met the owner of Ben and Daddy's asking that question. Yep. I met, um, uh, a person that works or, or now manages Fantini. He also had a really nice car. I've met a lot of cool people on yeah. drive-thru. I bet. Just asking the question. Yeah.
1: Hey, you're driving a nice car. What do you do for work? Exactly. You know? <laughs> That's good to be inquisitive. That's how you, you get information, too. Right. You know what I mean? Think about it. If you didn't, if you weren't inquisitive and didn't want to ask those questions to Ellen and Paul and all these other people. Doors would have never opened up. Right. Yeah. Just by you asking those questions at a drive-thru. 100%. It's incredible the way. Mm-hmm. Life works. Yeah. The way like everything unfolds. Right. You know? So, year one, 27 listings, which is fucking incredible to be perfectly blunt and honest with you. I mean, people that have been doing this 20 25 30 years don't get 27 listings in a year. Yeah. Um that was year 1. So it was that uh 2018? Uh 2000, yep, yeah, 2018. B- okay. B- end of 2017 2018. Okay. Um so you got full years 19, 20, 21.
0: Correct. What the numbers
1: look like in the, in those in those years.
0: So my first year, um, I like volume-wise, yeah. basing it off that, I probably did uh, mid-fives. Okay. And then second year, I got up to low sixes. Yep. And then last year was... 20? Uh, yep, 2020. I First time I hit the 10 million mark. Nice. And then this year I'll do just under 11.5, 11.4. That's yeah. Incredible. Yep. That's
1: incredible. Yeah. That's
0: incredible. Yeah. And I think I saw that you bought your own place already, right? I did this past June. Yeah. I, uh, and this was a goal of mine, even before real estate yeah. was ever in the picture. Was don't I'm, worry, I'm not upset that I didn't do the financing. Uh, you know, that's it was fine. That's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. There, there will be many more, Mike. I promise, <laughs> you there will be many more. And, and we'll, I'm
1: just we'll, kidding. I like to put people on the spot. No, no, we'll sit, um, we'll be
0: sitting at a closing table <laughs> on, on mine personally and many more. <laughs> What'd you buy? Tell me about it. I bought um I bought a multifamily yep. in Manchester. Awesome. Um, you know, I, I'm in Manchester only because I think that's a great place for investment properties. Yeah. Um, so, that was my, that was a, a huge goal, like I said, uh, I'm currently living in one of the units. Yep. Um, I probably won't be there for much, probably six months or, yeah. or so, um, and then go ahead and try to do it again. Pretty awesome, man. 21 years old, you bought it? Uh, I, my birthday was June 21st, I closed on it June 30th. So, you were... When you turned twenty one, I was twenty two. I just 22. had turned twenty
1: two. I remember the first time I met you a couple of years ago, maybe two, three years ago, something like that. And uh, and you said your birthday was like in a few days, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take you out for a drink." And you're like, "I'm turning 20. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. I was like, "No shit, yeah. wow!" Because I was impressed by you know the way you carried yourself, and you know, and even just in talking to you, you know, what I mean, you you you, you seem. Much older than than your age, but it seems like it's also because you've you've lived a lot, right? You know what I mean. That that matures you fast, especially when you're out in the working world from a young age, and you know you you work as hard as you have for sure. So you got one one multifamily now. How many units? Two units. Two units, right? Uh, so you're renting out the other one, probably paying for the building, right? Correct. For the for the most part, yeah, yeah, I'm a p- couple hundred bucks so out hundred of pocket, bucks, right? Right. So you're probably saving a ton, yep. to get ready for the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your What's your plan long term with uh? You no know, investment properties. What do you want to do?
0: Uh, my goal, and it's a far-fetched, uh, not far-fetched, I I would like to think at this time being it's a big goal, um, but when I get to 25, I want to have 25 units. 25 years old? Yeah. Okay. Um, buying, do you want to buy 3s and 4s, or do you want to buy a 10, 12? I think 10, 12 will be after, later on. Yep. I think um, for the time being, I'd, I'd focus on 3 and 4s to yep. get to the 25, and then at that time... Um, Figure out what that see what that looks like and figure out how to go forward from there. Yeah, but for like a three year goal, that would be it. You're gonna stay selling selling real estate
1: to kind of fund that project. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, the that's plan. a great plan. Yeah. Um, any other ideas, side businesses, projects you want to get into? I want to do coaching real bad.
0: I've actually, uh, yep, I've explored what that yep. looks like later on. Um, but I, I would love the the real estate coaching part. One because. Um, I, one thing that i've that that's been the biggest blessing I think from real estate is that i it taught me a little bit about myself. Um, and I really do enjoy working with people. Like I I, thir- I I cannot have a job, I can get paid you know, five times more what I'm paid now, but if I can't be around people and socialize like yeah. this, I won't enjoy it. Like I genuinely enjoy like, we have a problem with a buyer or seller and here's what our solution is, how do we get to that? Yeah. I love like those conversations and, and exploring. Um, so I think coaching uh, would be very cool as far as f- for real estate agents. I think it's a great idea, especially if
1: you're gonna coach it in, in the way that you just suggested suggested right there. Because I don't even call them problems. You know what I mean? When things come up in these these real estate transactions, like, oh, got a little bit of a challenge, something that came our way, right? As long as the as long as the the approach from all people involved in the transaction is what's the solution. Right. Then everybody's gonna win. Exactly. You know? Too many agents that I've dealt with over the years, something comes up and they're so worried about why. Yeah. Why did this happen? Why did it? Your fault. Their fault. It's like it's irrelevant. Doesn't even matter, right? You know what I mean? Maybe someone along the way made a mistake, right? Okay. Sure can happen. How do we fix it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do we fix it? I was out at a I was out at a conference uh, a couple months ago in Detroit, and uh, uh, Mateen Cleaves, who was a basketball player on the uh, he was on the Michigan State uh, national championship team in okay. two thousand and played in the NBA for a bunch of years. He was. Uh, he was the speaker out at. Uh, let me take it back a step. We're out at United Wholesale Mortgage, the biggest wholesale lender in the country. Right. Um, we send a ton of loans. We broker a lot of loans to them. And uh, the CEO, this kid is an inspiration. Uh, the CEO, Matt Ishbia, he's a year or two younger than me, wow. and he he took the company from twelve employees in two thousand four yeah. to nine thousand. Wow. Now, I think he's worth something like sixteen billion. That's right? insane. Yeah. And so he also was on that, uh, the, the national, uh, championship team in 2000, but he's like five ten, you know what I mean? Like no white guy, but was like the hardest worker ever. And that's how he got on the team. Right. So he became buddies with all these guys that went, went pro and so on. And now some of them are working for him at his company. Mateen Cleaves was one of the guys. Right. And, uh, so he, Mateen is, um, he's essentially like a leadership um, leadership coach right? type of thing for the company. Yeah. And uh, so he came in, he was talking to the group that, that we were in, and he said, okay. He goes, you're driving down the road. And I thought this was the best analogy ever to problem solving. You're driving down the road, right? You're cruising along, you hit a patch of ice, you slide off the road, you go into the water, you go into a lake, right? The car's sinking down, right? Right. What is your very first thought?
0: Get out of the water.
1: I gotta get out of this car. Right. Right. You don't sit there and start saying, Well, you know, if the plow truck came and and put salt (laughs) on that part of the road, it wouldn't have iced up and this wouldn't have happened. No. I gotta get the fuck out of the car so I don't die.
0: That's a great analogy. You know what I mean? Like why is this happening? Yeah, let's how do we get out
1: of it? How do we get out? Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And if you can can coach, you know, other agents or Really, anybody that you talk to in life, because I kind of try to spread that word. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's solve. What's the solution? Right. You know what I mean? Then I think you're just making the world and the business a better place in general. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way everybody should look at things. You know, rather than how do we get here? Oh, well, what's that going to solve? Right. You know. So coaching, coaching, something else you want to do? Um, have you thought about how you'll do it?
0: Um, I, I really haven't, because it's it's something that's far down. You know, right now there's goals I want to hit for the next three years and. Uh, it's, it's tough to get pulled in too many directions. you know. I think to do anything, one thing really good, it needs a lot of focus and yeah. energy. right? So for the real estate sales, I still think I have a, a ways to go with that. Yeah. Um, but at some point, that coaching will, will happen. You could do some uh, some online coaching. That would I be mean? cool, like, too. I know a
1: guy in the, in the mortgage space that, that does online coaching, and he's young. He's 26, 27 years old, and he's absolutely crushing it. No kidding. And uh, he's, a, he's a, one of the top-producing loan officers in the country but also does coaching.
0: He just probably time blocks a certain That's time it. where he's like, this is my mortgage. Yeah. time. This time. And he only time. coaches X amount
1: of people at a time. You know what I mean? But that way there, it's like you'll, you'll gain more credibility as a real estate agent when folks see that you're also a coach at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the world is kind of uh, accepting that younger people, you know what I mean? Can have the knowledge and the expertise. You don't need to have been doing something for 20 years to, be phenomenal at it, right? You know, and it seems like you're pretty goddamn phenomenal at it,
0: right? I think um, it, 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 the, the time that you put in and and the dedication that you have can outweigh, mm-hmm. you know, the the how you, your years in the business, right? If right. you focus a, a, every single day on learning and doing better, you can gain that knowledge. I think, yeah, faster, no doubt. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, you know, I, I I work a lot, Mike. I do, but when I when I have fun, I hang out with my friends. Yep. I play some basketball. I'm a big movie guy. I like yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy. I work a lot, and then just hang out here and there. Well, Shoot That's hoops. all right. That's still very. I still love my hoops. Well, that's if, great. Yeah. If I um if I tell everyone if I could have if I could have picked my dream job, I would be a basketball player. Yeah. Yeah, I wish, but I'm too short and not that, <laughs> not that good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's important that you have outlets to do things aside from work too. Right. Right. Um, because if you go too 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 hard in the paint just with work, and you don't have any any anything else to kind of help you decompress,
0: sometimes you can burn out or get overwhelmed. For sure, I learned that. I mean, I, because even before I I did not have a lot of I I was bad at like um, enjoying myself, like going and having fun yeah. uh, early on when I, as soon as I started working, and everyone I, uh, along the way would say you got to take time for yourself, you got to travel, do this and that. And I was like, I, I, I don't wanna do that. Um, but eventually, especially like this last year, like when, when all the craziness was happening with COVID, that was the first time I really felt a burnout of like, wow, I'm, I'm tired. Like, and I, at that time started taking steps of like, all right, this is how I'm gonna like, enjoy and unplug more. And uh, it's helped a lot even this year and, and going forward to do that more. Yeah, balance is
1: important. Balance is important. What, I, what I've always found helps for me is, you know, I like to have a couple of vacations each year planned before the year even starts. Yeah, like usually like right around now, I'll plan something for um like March. Yeah. You know, usually the the family and I will go away somewhere warm in in March, right? And then at least a summer vacation. Yeah. Right? And that way there, I know that if I'm working my my balls off for the next 3 months, I've got a vacation planned. You got something to look forward to, right? I've got I've got that week coming up. You right. know what I mean? And then I can recharge that week and then I come back and say, hey, it's only four more months until we're going to North Carolina in July. Let's kill it. You know what I mean? Head over. And then always have something to, it, it helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, well, you don't have a family or anything yet. You're still a young guy. But but that's important too. Like for, for me, it's like I get home at night and I put the phone over on one spot on the counter for at least a couple hours. Right. You know what I mean? Spend time with them. Then pick it up again later and. Take care of when I need to. So, so balance is important. Um, you want to have a family down the road? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. get some mini salas. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. That's the goal. Well, you're a young guy. You got plenty of time. Yeah. No rush. You know, what I mean, you got to have your 25 units. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before then, my mom rushes me
0: sometimes. Yeah. 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 Does your mom live with you? Uh, no, she doesn't live with me. She lives at. She lives in Matuidas. Yeah. You You like being able to take care of your mom? Oh my God, that's that. That's huge. So my mo- so my mom. I'll go a quick story about that because I want to give her a shout out. Yeah, so she came here. She, so when I was born, uh, her, and my, her and my dad migrated here from Morocco, yep. um, Moroccan, fully Moroccan. Uh, my dad left as soon as I was born. Uh, she So there's me and my older brother. He's three years older. She worked every single day, all day at a pizza shop in yep. Haverhill um, from the day that, you know, from as early as I can remember, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. She'd pick us up from elementary school sometimes at 3 o'clock, take us with her to the pizza shop until she closed at 10 um, she like we saw her grind, grind. So a big part of you know working early and, and really having the drive, sort to of speak, was to eventually at one point take care of her. Well, you watch, well you watched her do it. Yeah, for sure, and and with a smile, like yep. a champ. So that was a that was a great
1: motivation growing up. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of watched the same thing in, in my house, and it uh, it gives you a reason too. For sure, like, you know right. your why. Yeah, and I remember thinking, even as a young kid, I'm like I'm like, man, if she's busting her ass this hard every single day for us. You know what I mean what's the excuse I, I well one what's the excuse but I need to I need to return the favor someday right you know what I mean that's what I need to do yeah you know yeah. what I mean I, I felt that responsibility um, and it's good that's a real good why yeah you know what I mean take care of your mom and then as you, you get older and you have a family take care of your family and take care of take care of people you know what I mean right um, it's not all about making money for yourself it's about making money making money so that you can be secure and so can the the people around you.
0: People that you love, for sure. Yeah,
1: it's super important. Um, That's awesome. What else do people need to know about you?
0: That's it, man. I mean,
1: this is incredible.
0: I appreciate it. I do. Nothing else, I, I, I... Still on a journey. Life is a long journey. No way, no way am I anywhere near where you know, I want to be, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but there's a long road ahead, and I'm just enjoy the journey. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. What other, um, you said nowhere near where you want to be. Let's talk a little bit about on the, uh, you know, where you want to be on the real estate side, right? production, right? So this year you said you
0: finished a little over 11. Uh, yes, right? under 11.5. What do you want to get to? Give me the, the give me the big goal you want to get to so I, I'm not I don't want to ever do a team you know I don't okay. ever think a, a team is thinks for me I, some brokerages really push that you should start a team yep uh, I think I want to stay an individual agent you know I have a, a transaction coordinator sort of like an assistant so I speak but not an assistant um, and I think my peak will be like you know 20 20 million volume sales yep. in a year uh, and probably be around 45 50 houses in a year yep I think that is um that is where I will that's where my drive will end as far as like the sales I want to do as a real estate agent yep um, and I, you know, I think that's a. For me, looking at it now, I think that would be my ultimate. When. Twenty twenty five by the time twenty five, I think. I think that's going to be my. <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> when I When I look at it now, I really do think that. So that's two, gonna be
1: the peak. three. Let's do twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, twenty twenty four. You can do that. End of twenty twenty four. for the year. Yeah, for the year, you hit your twenty five million. That would I really think agree. you can do that. I will shoot for it. You know, I know. you know, I think what's super important is setting these goals. You know, yearly and breaking them down backwards, and and having a plan and how you're going to execute. And if you do that, and you lay that out, knowing the way you work, you can do that. Yeah, hold yourself no accountable. Yeah, holding yourself accountable. You know, once you write these, you know, write your goals down. Uh, I have everybody here do it. Write your goals down. Share it with somebody else. Right. You know what I mean? Um I actually read a book years ago. You know, you actually, you know, uh Lillian Montalto down in Andover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lindy, uh, she has her own brokerage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lillian. Her husband, Bob Bolin, yeah. right? He was the top uh, agent at Prudential. This is I think, 90s into early 2000s. Top agent at Prudential, 11 out of 12 years in America. No way. The top agent, right? I mean, think about that.
0: That's so a, that's 11 a out of 12 house. years out of
1: thousands of agents, you're number one consistently, right? So Bob wrote this book. Um, you should look it up. It's, uh, it's, cl- it's called Clarity. Clarity. Yep, Clarity. I read it years ago, and it's about, um, you know, setting goals and accountability. Right. And basically what you do is you set these goals, you write them down, and then you share them with somebody that, that you respect, and they're like your accountability partner, so right. to say. Right? And uh, they follow up with you once a week. Right? Check in how, how what your progress looked like. Right? So then it gets to a point where you're like, you don't want to let that person down. Right, right. One, you don't want to let yourself down, but two, you don't want to let that person down. You know what I mean? I asked my wife's father to to uh, check in with. Yeah, be my accountability guy, and he would call me every single week and and run through it with me. And I'd be like, shit, I can't tell Kenny I didn't run (laughs) these appointments or do these calls or do this or do that. And sure enough, you know, I hit every single one of them. So you should do that, man. Like make a make a list of all your goals. Your twenty five units. Your uh, by twenty. 25, you're 25 million by 2024, how are you going to do it? Break it down and share it with
0: somebody. That's a great plan. I will do that. Yeah. And I'll follow up with you when I do. Yeah. I really I'll, do, I'll be your accountability partner. I'll call you every Thursday. <laughs> that would be a great accountability <laughs> partner. <laughs> I get a call from Mike. I don't want to disappoint Mike. Yeah, it would be
1: fun. You know, I would <laughs> like that. Awesome. Um, all right, cool. Where can people find you if they want to buy or sell a house and
0: they want your help? Uh, they can email me or they can okay. call me directly. Okay. Um, it, that, that's the easiest way to get in touch. All right. We'll post your email. Are you on social media? I am on social media. I'm on uh, Instagram yep. at Marani Fine Homes and, and Facebook as well at Marani Fine Homes. Okay. All right, people,
1: if you need help from Sal, give him a buzz. The kid's a super hustler. I mean, I'm I'm super impressed with what you do. It's I appreciate like that, I man. wanted to, when when you reached out and we were talking about the podcast, I wanted to have you on not because you're a real estate agent, but because you're somebody who's been super successful from a young age by working hard, and I respect it a ton, and you're going to do big things, and I bet you blow that 25 million away. No problem.
0: I appreciate that, Mike. I, I do. Thank, Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you guys. Enjoy the show.
0: The Mic Drop. Subscribe to success.